Hey, thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. We just want to say right now, before we start this episode, uh, we tell jokes about suicide, suicidal thoughts, and depression on this show. Uh, they can get real dark. And that's because we've been there, and it's how we cope with it. We hope it'll help you. It's not because we think suicide is a joke or that it would be funny if anyone committed suicide. So please just know that going into this show. And if you're experiencing suicidal thoughts or want to commit suicide, don't do it and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline right now. The number is 1-800-273-TALK. They're always there. They will talk to you. They know what you're going through. They will hear you. Please stay here with us on Earth. We're glad you're alive and enjoy the show. You know just what to do when I look at you and I don't want to go. Try this shit out, dude. Having a headphone on, one headphone, <laughs> one headphone. I don't know why I said that. Having a having a headphone. I'm having a headphone. Having a headphone. A tropical headphone. You know. <laughs> I like the DJ look of the one one headphone. Ibra, ibra. Ibra, ibra. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm tired. I woke up and I'm tired. How's that for depression? Uh, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> woke <sorry>. up tired. <laughs> sorry, dude. Sorry, man. I uh, woke up tired, too. But then I had to. I had one of those days where I had to immediately get going because I had to get my fucking cat to the vet, dude. I had to get her to the doctor. I was dude. pretty distressed. You yes. Were, you were on the phone uh, right before we were recording. And from the other room, it honestly... Sounded like you were letting your cat go. Die. <laughs> like, you just kind of kept being like, that's not financially reasonable. I'm sorry. No. And unfortunately, that's the way it is. And no. And like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, no. And then I come back and you're like, they were trying to charge you for some bullshit. <laughs> it's like so funny. Yeah, totally. Well, I took my, I, my, the, I get my cat groomed at the same place that her vet is. And, uh, and so when I take her in, I tend to do it at the same time. And I like have to get her haircut. You know what? I could probably do it myself. Whoa. But I <laughs> no, a lot of people do that for sure. Oh, a lot like of people like weirdos. I think a lot of people okay. do it. Ed, Edward scissor hands <laughs> okay. and no one else. <laughs> well, I mean you could, mm -hmm. but I come on, you gotta learn how to cut a cat's hair. That's a lot of uh, Right. Well, work. that's why I don't do it. Uh, also she would freak out and she would scratch me all up and what fucking whatever. So I, I mean, the reason oh, really? I think that is I could do it to save money and we're talking about money right now. So I guess that part's a little on me, but I like call and she's 14. So she has to like, I make sure to take her in for checkups. She takes thyroid medication, you know, so I'm already spending extra yeah. on my cat than uh, I'm used to. And, um, and the total for this, like, visit and a rabies vaccine booster and, like, the bath and clip. I especially have to get her hair cut because she's a long hair and she gets, like, 
No shit, dude. Have, I, have we talked about this? How she gets big dreads in her hair? <laughs> if I well, she's like in a, she's like Irene. Reggae. Yeah, she's, she's Irene. like from the island. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> she, she's bombastic. <laughs> she's Mister Fantastic. I can't believe we haven't talked about this because I when, right you know thirty seconds ago when I popped into this head, I was like when that popped in my head, I was like, oh, Hampton's gonna have a field day. <laughs> Well, yesterday uh, when we were recording, you, you did the "What's up, cat?" A cat that's just going like "What's, what's up? up?" But now you got like the dreadlock cat. It's just like every time the cat meows, it just goes "Book, book, book, rise, clan, book, book, bomba clat, bomba clat." It sees you coming down. <laughs> Apparently, uh, that's just about period blood. Oh, really? Like a lot of uh, slurs are all related to period blood. Oh, you're being serious. I'm being completely serious. Wow. You're being serious XM right now. <laughs> Dave, uh, I'm still kind of hung up that your cat's 14. <laughs> Dude, give me a call when she turns 18. <laughs> I want to make like one of those. Remember those counters that were for the Olsen twins? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's like, you know. When they turn 18, dude, it's ca I check it every day. Alan Strickland Williams made one on his website for 9-11. <laughs> when we were talking about how our show in New York was on the day 9-11 turns 18, uh, Alan, <laughs> Alan just sent me a link. <laughs> dude, I made an 18-countdown clock for Jean Bonnet Ramsey. <laughs> dude, I think there's still a shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow uh, I have one for Robert Durst <laughs> I have one, 18 next year I have one for this podcast I do it for everyone I love Yeah. Anytime a new baby is born I send it to the parents yeah. I go I'm counting down the days Until <laughs> your daughter is <laughs> Or son you know, Or whatever However they uh, A bunch go. of our really? friends have had kids lately too you Oh could, I know I send it to everybody <laughs> Countdown to Jared Logan's <laughs> child. Don't say people's no, I'm just names. God. <laughs> gross. Uh, <laughs> that's so gross. Well, the one that's <laughs> deepest in my heart is the original, which is for funk. Okay. Count, count the days. Dude. This is my favorite thing about cats that b when they're finally legal is when they die. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> That's way darker. Uh, you maybe <laughs> dude, if a cat's lucky, it's got two years of sex. <laughs> <laughs> when my cat turned 18, I, I made it a pinky swear promise to lose both of our virginities by prom night. <laughs> yeah. How yeah, many dude. people want to kick some? Call me yeah. fucking crazy, but I'm taking my cat to prom. <laughs> We yeah, I bought it a tux. <laughs> She's wearing a tux. You're, yeah, that's I'm funny. wearing a tux. Honestly, your cat does have a little bit of like a, not a tuxedo look. It has this weird kind of haircut that looks at ver look very austere. Damn. So you do want to fuck my cat? Huh? I mean, yeah, it's a high price bitch, and I am all about it. I'm okay, let's put some money on the table. Hardcore offers here. I'll, I'll pay her vet bills. How about that? <laughs> Total opportunist. <laughs> guy is like, hey, see, your, see your wife's dying of cancer, huh? How about one night, me and her, I pay these cancer one, bills. I have a little bit of an indecent proposal. 
I can't help but notice your elderly father's in a coma. I'm just saying that what one night me and him in Paris <laughs> We fly his coma body out to Paris one night. The Chateau Maison Hotel. I feel like all of this goes away. <laughs> Just one night, this all goes away. <laughs> I'll pay all his bills, okay? Be, you just say yeah. some charity stepped in. Oh, so your father has you know? cancer? If you let me fuck him one time. <laughs> He's standing can, right can, there. Can, <laughs> cancer? It's Gone. stage one. Gone. I'm fine. <laughs> I, I can pay my it's, own bill. I have more money than them. It's stage one, I'm fine. <laughs> I'll deal with it. I, you know, I'm just gonna take pills. <laughs> uh, you'll be calling me later. I won't. I will not be. Okay, offers <laughs> coming off the table. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> you call my bluff. I'm so horny. I'm so horny. Uh, yeah, but my cat, my 14 year old cat, I was like pr- mentally prepared to pay two hundred dollars, and then the vet called me. And was like upselling me, and uh, and so yeah. I was trying to very because he's he's nice and he's like a thing that she will need, but doesn't right away. And I was like, uh, yeah. So I was trying to use regular soft language and be like, oh uh, yeah, I definitely cannot afford that. And yeah. he was cool, but sure, from your angle, I'm it sure it almost sounded <laughs> sad. You were being so nice of like, yeah, no, no, I uh, can't afford that right sorry, now. Sorry, but no. So just shoot her in the head. <laughs> He's like loading up the Luger. And just like, I mean, the, dude, it's going in her brain here in a second. If yeah, they, he was trying to upsell me on a better gun to use, which cost $200 more. It's so weird. Yeah. I don't know why my brain went to like the darkest possible thing, you know? Yeah. Like I knew you were talking about your cat, but it's like, um, you know, <laughs> I, I equate like, oh, we're uh, we're cutting your cat's hair today. Oh, what's that? You can't pay it? Well, yeah, we'll put her down. <laughs> you know, the next logical thing we do like in an afternoon is. Yeah, I definitely think you might be depressed. <laughs> well, Dave's not going to pay for something. Clearly the cat's dead. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what, what this. I don't know why I remember this right now, but I like I was in this fucking like weird weekend leadership program in high school that I got. Chosen cult. for and sent a cult. No, for I forget what it was called, but it was like a good thing to you know on paper. One of those things that yeah, you put yeah. on a resume as a child. Yeah, to and, get uh, into yeah. <laughs> to get into job like school, child. Yeah, exactly. college. Yeah. I know it was so weird. It's like, oh, I've got to make a resume. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Boy Scout and I volunteer. At the Jewish Community Center, like literally. I was like, I don't know. My options for college at the beginning were kind of limited, especially because I didn't do any activities. And I also, though, was suspicious. I was like, wait, so like everyone just writes the same? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, what? You like, just lie. It's so weird. <laughs> I think the thing, honestly, though, in retrospect is they just want to make sure you're not doing what I did, which is just sit on the couch <laughs> and be, you know, cynical about everything. <laughs> Just where I was at. Your brother yeah. like applying to Harvard, and you're like, "Aim it, aim because you were a boy scout." Ooh, I'd had science fair projects that went nationwide. Everything's valid accomplishment. Yeah, they're all so accomplished. I was like, "This 
stupid. I was in one of those leadership things, and uh, and then like the first day, it was like a retreat. There were people from school, like a couple people from every school in the area went. And the first day, I don't remember why, but the guy running the thing was like, "We're uh, telling us what the program was going to be." We're sitting in this lecture hall, <laughs> and he's like. Let's start talking about, uh, we're going to talk about some interesting facts. I need some interesting facts from you. We'll share that around and talk about them. Just any interesting facts. And the first one, this kid, I'm from upstate New York, and a lot of upstate New York is super rural. It's like very rednecky, and you wouldn't know it unless you go there. Mm. And this fucking like huge corn-fed, like the most American-looking dude <laughs> raises his hand. And the guy's like, yes, you. And he goes, if you grab a squirrel by the head and smash it against a tree, it's guts fly out its asshole. Holy. We, we like, what? <laughs> oh, you want to go tell that to Clive Barker. <laughs> He's down the hall teaching a film class. You want to go tell that to the horror movie prop department. Um, what yeah, the dude. fuck? <laughs> also, bad call by the teacher. I mean, yeah. these kids know nothing and you really like open forum. <laughs> so who has the most crazy racial beliefs? <laughs> Dude, I know. It's like, yeah, all right. Who's got uh, something crazy? Uh, I'm glad to have collected this random sampling of 17-year-old boys into the same room. <laughs> now, someone say something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's right. You know, He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Uh, he's not wrong. wrong he's punches. not wrong, Goldman. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, Goldman. <laughs> Judge Ito said that. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong Goldman. I'm sorry, but uh, he was a bit of a wrong Goldman, (laughs) if you get my meaning. Um, (laughs) If you catch my drift. So you're saying that it was Ron's fault? I'm just saying. Did I say that? He was a bit of a wrong Goldman, (laughs) and he was a bit of a J.O. Simpson. (laughs) And then he high fives OJ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the bailiffs put them up on their shoulders. Edo. <laughs> oh man, uh, Judge Edo. I always called uh, him Judge Eat Out. You know what I mean? Because because uh, I love pussy. Okay, that was, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Presiding over this case, <laughs> Judge Edout. And he comes out. He comes, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. He's like just doing it with his hands yeah. and his mouth. He's holding wah, 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 wah. an air horn. <laughs> I hate my current wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat out anyone but her. Uh, Leaders, hey, leaderships. Oh, sorry. Welcome uh, to Suicide Buddies. <laughs> and I'm Dave Ross. I'm Hampton Yet. This is a mental health and comedy podcast where we joke our way around super fucking dark shit like depression, uh, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, suicide. If you find us joking around about a really dark thing, it's not because we take it lightly. It's because this is how we deal with it. This is how I would this normally be. This is how we be... deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is how I would normally be talking. You're basically uh, doing kind of a wire tap on a live conversation if are you you've g- seen the wire yeah <laughs> are you guys wearing a wire are you lester freeman is this podcast a fucking wire <laughs> <laughs> are you what is this podcast going to the fucking cops <laughs> <laughs> oh that's it <laughs> that's, it's so funny to think of wearing a wire as a cops only podcast <laughs> 
That's it. Oh man, I've tried so hard to figure out that joke for so long, and that's you should t- do it now. This is this is the joke. That's the joke. It's a cops, it's only, a cops podcast. only podcast. <laughs> I don't know, Hampton. I think that you got it. Like, I mean, so simply when you just look at Aristotle and say. Wait, are you recording this? No, my, joke, think- <laughs> my joke has always been to, when I'm on a podcast, be like, is this a, is this a fucking wire? And it's like you're freely doing it of your own volition. That's yeah. the joke. But I love that a wire, a wiretap is a cops-only podcast. <laughs> that's, we got a lot of in-house better. podcasts. <laughs> um it's true crime stories. I'm obsessed. <laughs> like, if you think about it, a homicide detective is just a crime-obsessed nerd. Yeah. Ooh, another cool crime. Ooh, I can't wait to the, get to the bottom of this one. Yeah. I'm a little bit of a murderino. I am. <laughs> All murder cops are just murderinos dude, when it comes down to it. Dude, a detective on the on the case, like solving the crime, he's like, all right, so there's a semen uh, trail leading over to the body. By the way, this case is being solved by MeUndies. <laughs> MeUndies.com for a sensible fit for men's underwear. He's saying it to the coroner. <laughs> the coroner's like... I understand. What's the promo code? Quip. (laughs) (laughs) Quip.com slash Detective Johnson. What's that? uh, Oh, my God. What's that under his hand there? (laughs) It's a promo code for distilled jeans. (laughs) Uh, uh, Fuck. What was I going to say? I don't remember. Well, that's all right. Wow. (laughs) I was going to say something that was like. From before, and uh, now I realize I shouldn't have said any of this stuff out loud at all. <laughs> Do you want to cut this? Nah, no, we can yeah. leave it. Okay, let's I don't mind it at all. <laughs> you know what? I think we're all a little brain drained. We've been doing a lot of podcasting back and forth. Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, we have a new shirt up, suicidebuddies.threadless.com. It's uh, our black metal info or short. Short shorts. We have new shorts up. <laughs> Buy our shorts. Eat our shorts. Dave is slowly <laughs> burying himself. <laughs> marrying? I'm marrying myself? Well, we'll talk about a countdown clock. <laughs> Am I old enough? Come on. <laughs> burying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have uh, a new shirt up designed by Shay Scranton, uh, specifically for Halloween season. It's like a big fucking... Death metal logo Shay made. It looks sick. So dope. Honestly, you could wear this at any death metal concert, Mm -hmm. and you will blend in, and no one will know that you have mental health problems. They'll just assume you're into normal (laughs) demon shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Normal Satan. I want the government to burn down. Normal fucking shit. They'll all think that you're psychotic and confident like they are, (laughs) and no one will know that you are a coward. <laughs> but seriously, it looks sick. It's awesome. And we've been talking for a long time about putting it out, and I'm glad it's coming out October uh, 2019. You know, Hall- Halloween, dude. All Hallows Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a dark person. You know, I like prefer Halloween to Christmas. <laughs> I'm like crazy like that. Oh, man. I'm fucking nuts. You're a Christmas guy? I'm a nightmare before Christmas guy. Yeah. Just call me Jack Skellington, and you're a cop. Oh, man. I just like people who say that, right? I mean, totally. I kind of feel that way, but it, it's like, oh, dude, 
I don't even like birthdays. I prefer Arbor Day. Arbor Day <laughs> to birthdays every time. Well, <laughs> Halloween and Christmas is especially funny as a thing because it's like they're both cute. They're both <laughs> Halloween's not Aww, scary. It's cute. <laughs> yeah. They're both just It's true. You put like orange in your window instead of red you know what Dude, I mean? <laughs> how, how like def- like sensitized are we yeah where it's like you can have like a murder tableau on your front lawn as your decorations is like you know there's bloodshot <laughs> like sprays <laughs> and shit it looks like someone came in with a shotgun and just like totally. murdered everybody and then your kid who's dressed as a ghost which is a dead person you like walk <laughs> it up and you're like ooh, look at that yeah uh, you're like oh it is cute Nowadays. Oh, you guys put in the effort this year. Oh, you guys put out the decorations. <laughs> yeah. Cute. Oh, there's the bloodshot splatter yeah. the, with the child's chalk line. <laughs> there. Yeah. Oh, you guys did it. It's cute. <laughs> yeah, man. When I want to do something really scary on my lawn, I put up like a Halliburton logo. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, <laughs> I put up a mailbox that says George Bush Jr. Yeah. Oh, man. That's absolutely. really fucking funny. <laughs> you just, I really scare people. Yeah, I put up psychologically terrifying things. <laughs> like when I open the door, I say things like, you're canceled. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can't. You do it like a little girl in a horror movie. Like you're canceled. <laughs> they look at their phone and they don't have a Twitter. Oh, oh, no. I'm Shane Gillis. Suicidebuddies.threadless.com was the point. Oh, also uh, go see Hampton on tour. Thank you. Oh, dude. You're welcome. It's so nice of you. December. Uh, December. I'm, <laughs> I'm putting up the dates on my website, HamptonYacht.com. Uh, the big one I want uh, buddies especially to the come out one. to, because I know not a lot of people live in Wilmington, North Carolina, but I'm doing a date December 12th in Atlanta. Uh, come on out. It's a Thursday show. It seems like a real fun venue, and it's going to be like super fucking fun. Matter Thanks. of fact, if you live in Wilmington, drive to Atlanta. <laughs> You guys are in the death cult, right? <laughs> you're you're fine with driving the I'm trying to punish this Wilmington <laughs> venue. So if everyone could go to the Atlanta one instead. I think it's a fine venue, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a dead crow, is that what you're doing? Yeah, dead dude, crow. Dude, I've heard that room is so good. Oh really? Oh yeah, dude. It's the same guy that ran Nut Street, that comedy club, which was like oh, one of yeah. the few like incredible comedy clubs as people have talked about. Holy shit. It's supposed to be on par with like comedy on state and shit like that. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Maybe and they I'll also bring like, out, like some nice cameras or something. Uh, yeah, hmm. you should. I kind of was honestly and uh, no I I just didn't know. I couldn't really tell from some of the emails back and forth because last time I was dealing with them was during that hurricane. I couldn't tell if they were kind of like gambling with my life in a weird way oh, where they, sure. were, they didn't cancel to like day before sort of thing. And I was oh. like, so I didn't know if I was going to be flying into a hurricane. Yes. And I was going to do it I, out of defiance. Sounds like maybe more you were well, gambling with your life. <laughs> the date wasn't canceled. So technically, I would, like, you know, right. be giving. You don't want to lose the gig. Be, yeah, it'd be, it'd be like one more loss, you know, and I just didn't want to do that. Um, mm. Anyway, um, so yeah, please come check out the Wilmington dates. And I'm trying to set up this thing in Vienna. Uh, Austria. But I. Ha- <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm doing like the Nuremberg trials or whatever. Like, okay, Wilmington Friday, Friday Saturday, yeah. Austria, Austria Sunday. Fly out to Austria. Uh, Vienna, Virginia. And uh, I don't know, the date isn't uh, locked up yet, but uh, be on the lookout. All right. And now we, we're doing... The we're doing a suicide in history this week. the The person who could, I'm sorry i I almost said committed suicide, and I was it was taught to me recently that that is uh, people in the industry or the the mental health profession try not to say committed suicide, taking your own life. They say um, made an oopsie. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Did a yikes. I, uh, <laughs> Baby made a boom boom. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, we've tried so many times, uh, but, uh, you know, sorry. You know, sometimes, yeah, totally. You know, I think it's totally human not the end of the up, world, yeah. but it is yeah. something to pay attention to. We shouldn't say committed suicide because it committed suicide makes it sound like uh, it's like much more of a choice. Right? Yeah, and more of a choice. Like, and like there, there's something wrong with you or, or you fucked up. And I don't know. Yeah, I guess. You did in the sense that I don't want you to commit suicide, but you understand what I'm saying, I think. Um, anyway, don't commit suicide. That's my. I'm so terrified of people hurting themselves. Um, yeah, uh, her name, uh, the woman who took her own life, uh, is Lucille Iacovelli, and this was recommended by a listener, actually. Charlotte King is her name. Charlotte, thank you so much for yeah, sending this you. in. Uh, email us buddies, buddies, buddies at gmail.com if you have a recommendation, and we'll talk about her after the break. Yeah, and if you uh, write to us also, uh, you know, just about anything with related to the show, uh, we always appreciate that. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, let's do an ad for toothpaste, toothpaste? jeans. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, can we get the me undies money? Like, what's podcast. going on? Yeah, we don't have me undies. <laughs> what about you? Uh, Let's make let's start our own underwear brand, and we'll call it You Undies. <laughs> and you just like ask people for their underwear, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're crotchless. <laughs> My big thing always crotchless. All right, let's, t- let's take the break. Ah. That'd be great. Aerosol's dying just off mic. That would be. (laughs) You were hearing his death rattle for. (laughs) Oh, that's calming. That is calming. Oh, get calm. (laughs) (laughs) How does this sound? Who's there? Oh. (laughs) Oh. How's that sound, Aristotle? Okay, we're punishing you. <laughs> Wait, we're not including this? Come on. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I burped into the microphone. I'm, I'm, That's pretty good. I'm punishing this dude. The who? The Aristotle. The Aristotle? Yeah. I mean, he, Aristotle's dying, basically, folks. Uh, he showed us off mic. Oh. He's like coughing into a rag. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's Aristotle. That's not me. That's not Dave. When you hear the the moaning... The sexual moaning. That's, that's Aristotle. <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> Let me in. Oh, no. I want to come. Let me in. <laughs> I'm recording. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, everybody. Welcome back to Suicide Buddies. 
All right, we're gonna talk about this week. We're gonna talk about Lucille. <laughs> This the worst like, host of all is time. Like the enthusiasm <laughs> of Louis Anderson. Hey, hey folks, welcome to Family Feud. We're gonna play some categories. People are gonna make a lot of guesses. Her fucking name <laughs> is Lucille Iacovelli. Here's Yay. how you spell it: I A C O V E L L I. I guess I'll spell her first name first. Um, first name Lucille L U C I L L E. Last name Iacovelli I A C O V E. L L I and uh, Weird Al Yankovic got it. Yeah, nailed it. Lucille W E I R D A L. My name is Weirdish L Yankovic. Yeah, and today we're going to be talking about Taco Grande. No, I like wanted to spell her name because I thought it was Lacavelli, but because the font that is used on Google. Capital I's look like lowercase L's. Oh, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so, but literally, I had this thought. I was just looking at Google and all these pages, and I was like, why does every single site start her last name with a lowercase L? I was just, <laughs> I just thought it was lack of L, and literally no one was capitalizing her last name. And then I was like, oh, it's an I. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, an yeah. Odd sign of disrespect. Yeah. That they're showing. And it turned out that it's just that I'm stupid. <laughs> um, so her name is Lucille Iacovelli. She lived in the Cape Cod area uh, of Massachusetts. Uh, and she died. She took her own life in 2010. So this is like, I, I normally don't mm. do, uh, I normally don't pick recent ones. But there was something about this one that made me. This is a bit more recent. But, you know, like. It's funny how 2010 we say that, but it really actually was like about a decade ago. It was, you know? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's so funny, like how I'll just see stuff like, oh, that person was born in 1998, and I'll be like, oh, so they're like, oh, a they're baby. 78 now. <laughs> they're, like a, they're like a child, and it's like, no, it's a fully formed adult. You're totally. Like, oh shit, like, Jared Kushner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's not only an adult, he's an adult Nazi. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I wonder if my baby's going to be a Nazi. <laughs> oh, born in 1996. Yeah, and it turns out they're old enough to have uh, hate. My baby's kind of doing a Heil Hitler with his little baby leg. <laughs> saluting on his head. You know, uh, so cute. I, you can't see, but uh, Hampton is... I couldn't do it. ...doing it with his own no. leg, and it's honestly really gross. <laughs> it's adorable. Oh, I'm cu- I'm Aristotle, cute. wow, relax. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I really have to drive home that this is real because Aristotle is like coughing into a rag yeah. as we're doing this. And it looks like he's dying of TB. Yeah. And we can't not notice. But then he keeps getting turned on by Hampton's leg. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, shit. Hampton. Oh. <laughs> and those noises are real. That's the other part I had to also illustrate. He keeps coughing. He's definitely. And he's so horny. He's so horny. Oh, you go oh, to the doctor. Doctor, oh, I'm so horny. Oh, oh you're going to have to give me a big shot. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, there's (laughs) there's something so funny to me that you're so horny you can't help but like sex moan. (laughs) Oh, I have a boner. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he's died. I'm sorry, he died. Aristotle died of horny. I'm so wet. Horny. I'm so wet. (laughs) 
Damn it, dude. This is giving me way too much joy. <laughs> now I'm going to come. You should throw out anything in life that doesn't bring you joy. It's weird. Throw it away. Weird thing that came into the <laughs> cultural zeitgeist for about half a summer. Dude, I was in the fucking, I was in a fucking diner in Pasadena on Saturday, and I went to use the bathroom, and on the wall was one of those, like, memes that's like uh printed on wood you know what i mean like yeah old people memes that you can oh buy at target that say like live love laugh <laughs> shit like that those um, are old person memes yeah they're like garbage memes you can buy in a gas station and there's always like flowery lettering 50 percent mom 50 percent wine <laughs> yeah <laughs> Totally. The first one ever was hang in there, and then the picture of the cats hanging on the Holy little wire. Shit. But this was a big piece of wood, and in flowery font, right next to the fucking toilet, it said, true friendship is effortless. And wow. I was just like, what the fuck? No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was like, I saw it, and immediately I was like, this has ruined multiple children's <laughs> lives. There are yeah, like it's like if you're a sociopathic piece of shit who refuses to grow as a person. Oh, what? This relationship's at all difficult? Well, I guess it's in the garbage. Like, no, yeah. I, dude, I, one of my favorites was, and this is going to make me sound super cynical, mm-hmm. but it's like the Marilyn Man. Uh, sorry, oh my god, way off. Wow, Marilyn Charles Man- Manson, <laughs> Charles Manson, Chuck. Charles, uh, Charles Manson Monroe, uh, Marilyn Monroe, and I don't even know if she said it, but it's always attributed to her, which is like, if you can't love me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Yeah. It's like, I don't think we should be following life advice from a woman who is murdered for like fucking too many people in the government. Like, well, <laughs> like, on that's life, funny. I uh, agree like with how you. That's to live so your life. I actually agree with you that we shouldn't follow her <laughs> advice, but for a different reason. And uh, because I like, I, I at some point recently, because be, I, I did the Marilyn Monroe roast, the fictional roast. Oh, wow. Um, that okay. we were just talking about. Well, we were talking about that off mic. Uh, I played uh, Joe DiMaggio. It was actually one of my favorite characters oh, I've played. Damn, yeah. That's like good casting. That's it awesome. was awesome, too, because I realized on the drive there, I had all these jokes written. And then I realized, like, I had I did a lot of research and I really like studied how he actually acts and Joe DiMaggio is like a really like proper fucking w- very kind of well-to-do person on top of being a famous baseball player mm. he spoke like this hello I'm Joe you know and so I like really practiced how he <laughs> talked and then I realized on the drive there that no one knows that but me uh. so I I walked on stage and I was like hey I'm fucking Joe DiMaggio <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so fucking it was, funny. It was so much fun, but as a result, I did a lot of research on Marilyn Monroe, and I um, found out that like she was insanely smart. She was like a crazy smart person who who basically her 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 big achievement, uh, you know, her like beneath the surface achievement was she realized how men think of women and how we characterize women and how much we sexualize them. She was like the first woman to publicly hack (laughs) the idea of male straight sexuality. And so she like baby baby babyfied herself in order to purposely become famous and made herself seem exactly. She was like, I'm so stupid. What's a boner? But she was like, (laughs) 
gaming the system. And so the reason I think we shouldn't follow her advice is that she made it up as a character wow. to trick men into fucking her. No, I know. It's more just like that quote is just thrown around so much. Yeah, it's it's like, like, if you can't handle me at my worst, you can't take me at my best. Dude, I'm like, this, dude, what? This genius woman was playing a character to make fun of you. Like, what are you? Like, nothing related to Marilyn Monroe's life is relatable to yours. Like, like, what are we? Like, best case woman, scenario, she committed suicide. Worst case scenario, she was murdered by the government. I feel. I wish I knew her, man, because I'll bet you it sounds like from reading even the littlest bit about her, was she went home at the end of the day and she was like, guys, I fucked the president. You know what I mean? <laughs> And they're like, what? And she's like, I know. <laughs> it looks like in Bald Eagle. <laughs> the fucking president, the fucking man. President. I can tell you 15 people he murdered. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. It's like right after he comes, you know, immediately he's like, ah, we got to invade uh, Cuba and send uh, troops on uh, December 12th. <laughs> like, it's like she's hearing all this information. Like, well, no, 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 don't tell me. There are aliens living no, no, in no, seven no, states. No, 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 no. Let's just talk about this expedition. <laughs> No, 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 no. No, I'm a dumb baby. Remember, I'm a dumb baby. baby. I'm I'm a dumb baby. I'm going to stand over this grate that's blowing wind upwards underneath it. (laughs) Ooh, did I fart or is it the wind? I don't know. Totally. Um, Imagine you have no idea about the subway context of that photo. You're just like, America is obsessed with this flatulent woman. (laughs) (laughs) The most disturbing image. I don't think anyone ever thought that. (laughs) It's the most famous. It's like one of those, like, (laughs) such a famous image. Uh You could show it around the world sort of thing. And it's like, if you just don't know that extra level of the subway underneath her. I don't think it looks like a fart if you don't know that there is a subway. It looks like she's shitting herself. Oh, that's true. (laughs) No, 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 you're right. (laughs) You're right. Okay, Aristotle, no, what do you think? Right. Does it look like a fart? <laughs> da- oh, Dave refuses no. to live in a world of imagination. <laughs> I do. I, I don't me, like imaginating. No, it brings me back to Hampton's helpful hint number 10. <laughs> fart. Fart. <laughs> Fucking fart. Um, so Lucille Iacovelli, she lived in Massachusetts. Here's, here's the one thing about the story. There's really not much. She wasn't famous she wasn't a public figure so there's not much record of her life except for um what bit what was public of her own choosing and what became public because of who she wrote things online about and you'll see what i mean Hmm. so i don't know who she was i know that she was a gardener i know that she lived on the coast of massachusetts she was a gardener uh she was in her late 40s in 1997 or 1998 when she did the first thing that started to be a part of the public eye, which was she got a facelift and a nose job from Dr. Joel Feldman at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. Feldman was the presiding surgeon. He looked on as two doctors did the procedures. One doctor did the facelift hmm. under his care. Another doctor did the nose job. Hmm. Um, she felt good about her surgery at first, but then pretty quickly was dissatisfied with how it looked, and she started calling Dr. Feldman, um, leaving messages, and posting photos on the internet of her face and neck, and that they looked wrinkled, and saying that uh, actually it didn't work, and it fucked up, right? Oh, Uh, The doctor fucked up. 
So then from 1998 to 2002, she slowly but surely posted more and more and more photos online and got more and more and more aggressive. And, uh, and about the, the le- one surgery? About the one surgery okay. from this doctor, huh. Dr. Feldman. Hmm. And uh, it got to the point where she was harassing him hmm. and, uh, and posting constantly and broadening the language she was using. To, it was just like really shitty. She started... Whereas, like, at the beginning, she was like, hey, I don't think it's working. Is there a problem? And he yeah. would, like, call her in, and he would be like, no, 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 this just happens, you know? And then, yeah, by 2002, she's literally calling the surgery botched, and she's calling the doctor a butcher on the internet. So she's been posting about this and complaining about it uh, for four years after the surgery, and the doctor was, like, talking to her about it and doing consultations okay. and stuff, but nothing would make her feel better because I think he, I couldn't find exactly what was happening on his end, but it mm-hmm. sounded like he was trying to address it in one form or another. She wasn't happy. He said there wasn't anything more he could do. And yeah. so all that happened was she kept posting and he, he just basically ignored it. And she would post more and more and more and more. Um, were there any photos? I mean, you, you said that you've done pretty much the most like comprehensive <laughs> research actually on this, right. unfortunately, because there's maybe not a lot of There's not a lot. Uh, there are some photos that you can find. And I'll show you some. But yeah. I actually don't have photos of this surgery. There are two that she goes through. And the later one I have photos of. Okay. And the thing is that like, I don't know. I will say this. She, it is to a certain extent subjective. And like, what's funny. And one of the reasons that there's not a comprehensive explanation of this story is that there are two very obvious and polar opposite sides on the internet. There are two perspectives from which you can find info half of the articles are written from the perspective of doctors and half of the articles are written from the perspective of angry patients. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So there are blog posts. There are a couple blog posts or articles from the perspective of people that are like these plastic surgery doctors fuck up all the time. Have you heard about this woman? And Hmm. then there's like medical journals that are like, People complain about doctors all the time, and it's not fair. Have you heard about this woman? Yeah. And it's interesting. There's like, I don't want to talk about this from the perspective of either one is right or either one is wrong. I'm trying to present the facts. But the reality is that she had this surgery. I look at the photos, and I'll tell you, it looks like she got a facelift that went away at some point. I don't know when. But botched is maybe too... Botched seems extreme. Extreme. But also, I don't know. Is it supposed to last forever? It's so tough. That's the thing. I was like, Mm -hmm. I mean, she's almost opening... not Well, public forum, right? She's posting about it. So it's like the the little bit of scrutiny that you could get is like, did he botch it actually? Like, I'm just like, was it that, you know, noticeable? It wasn't wasn't so bad that I would say it was it wasn't horrifying you know what i mean she looked like a person yes hmm. her face was sagging down a little bit she had a wrinkly neck but it seemed like she had that before she got the surgery too no he put that in yeah <laughs> it's like i'm uh, gonna give you a wrinkly neck i think is the best thing like drapes i want it to look like but then again drapes. i don't know i mean maybe like some people get it and that's not what happens i well, don't know yeah i'm doc- suspicious and scared of the whole 
I also know that it's tough because doctors get a lot of like every doctor gets some malpractice suits. Yeah. Just like with whatever you do, you're going to get some bad reviews. So he ignored it for a long time. Yeah. But was he ignoring it because he's a piece of shit? I don't fucking know. Well, the one mm-hmm. thing that is separates a little bit plastic surgery. Like, there's tons who do reconstructive plastic surgery, which is you know super important. But like, right. there is this odd thing that plastic surgery. A lot of the doctors come off more as beauticians, right? And they come off as like, here's what's best for you. Like, here's what's best for you is probably not to to not do it, do anything really too much to your body. You know, you're putting it a little bit at risk just by going under, you know, or right. like, I mean, a lot of people who just die in surgery just die from being put under. Yeah, that's apparently the way most people just die is they can't be knocked out, you know, effortlessly. I can also tell you as a person who luckily, as my life progresses, continues to be attracted to people my age, uh, <laughs> that I would implore you to just uh, be how you are. No, nah, you dude, look great. I set up the 18 year old clock counter. <laughs> yeah, Everybody dude. I see. 18 to 20. 18. That's the only people I date. <laughs> Under 20, over 18. Ew, 19, <laughs> you're old. Kill yourself. <laughs> 19, what are you, dead? Oh, <laughs> oh I'm um, It's a physical ailment. So, yeah. So this period of time goes by. She's posting more and more and more. She's saying shittier and shittier and shittier things. She's posting more and more and more photos. Because, you know, I'm sure, I mean, she's... I'm sure it is getting worse. She's aging more and more as well. And she's like posting more and more like detailed photography until in 2002, Lucille is now 52 years old. Apparently a patient, this is Feld, Dr. Feldman said this in an interview, a patient walked into his office holding some of Lucille's photos from the internet and was, and canceled a surgery with him and was basically like, fuck you. You're an abusive surgeon. And so he sued her for defamation in local court he won. Oh, he got a restraining whoa. order. She was uh, no longer um, allowed to message him, write him letters, talk to any of the doctors at all. He also got a court order demanding that she remove all of her photos that were misleading or her statements that were inflammatory from the internet. Wow. Yeah, I'm and that's kind of not on board with that ruling. Well, this is here's some of the things that she did. Like I said, she called him a butcher. Um, she sent letters to the doctors that telling them to rot in hell. She offered in the letter to send them her severed head after she killed herself so they could look at it and see what they did wrong. Okay, that one is over the line. Yeah. <laughs> the other two... This I is a direct quote from the letter. Enjoy your smile while you can. It may be permanently wiped off your face when you least expect it. Jesus. So, like, there's reasoning. Yeah. Well, I mean, like... No, I mean, yes, yes and no. I mean, it's definitely upsetting. It's harsh language, but she isn't saying, I'm going to kill anybody. She said, enjoy your smile while you can. It may be permanently wiped she, off your face. I, I think she means... Pe- when you least expect it. Do you mean... Th- oh, she's saying that to the doctor? Enjoy oh, I read smile? it as saying it to the doctor. Oh, I honestly, when you said that, I, re- I thought she was telling other people, like, enjoy your smile while you can. Oh, you maybe... never know when it's going to be wiped permanently off your face. Well, maybe that is what she meant. I know yeah. I'm being so stupid, but no, no, I mean, no. no. Like, I think maybe you're right. I was like, "Holy shit! What if this is like one of those things where people?" I just sometimes wonder when people are going to get like this is kind of a harsh ruling where it's like um, you can't say anything about this. You know, <laughs> that's so uh, interesting. Surgery you went through anymore? I'm glad that you're thinking about you're thinking yeah. this, Lilia, because I disagree 100. Okay. I like 
it's cool that we are both we're coming at it from the two sides because I literally think if I put myself in his shoes, this is four years of someone posting publicly about me and sending me letters and shit. I mean, that is right. harassment. Yeah. Uh, and sure, yeah, it sucks that this went wrong. And so that's her side of it. But if I think like if you remove that element, I'm getting harassed. Yeah, and you're I right. Kind of feel that way about it. Definitely it definitely is on that line. But but you're right. If like this I mean, I guess I just If I had a surgery get fucked up, that's one And it reason. wasn't being Yeah, and that's stupid of me almost at the beginning where I'm like, what does she look like? Cuz I want to have visual eyes on it, but all I can see from it right now is just apparently she was so agitated by right. the surgery that for 4 years she's like That's where it's weird. It's on the line, you know, there's a lot of interpretation like Yeah, and I uh, guess like if you the other side of that is if you've been posting about this and asking for help for years, you might be driven to extreme things like saying rotten hell. Um, yeah, rotten, rotten hell, you know. I really am like, how do you tell someone off that can't be then like brought up in a court transcript? Yeah. You know, it's like rotten hell, so you can... That's like, fuck you. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's like, you know, hell exists or it doesn't. We don't know. And what was the one before that? The one, the big one is saying that she'd send her severed head to them after that's her the, death. That's the... That's... <laughs> that is... Okay. Siren bells over right. the line. Well, also, I'm coming from a place of having read all this stuff, and I'm not saying this... I'm not at all saying fuck her or something. I'm just saying, like, I have all this information, and it sounds like... Definitely, she went through something hard that was bad for her, and then also there she reacted extremely. That's how yeah, it feels. Yeah. But I also, again, that's not fair of me. It's not, because I don't know her, and I didn't see her during that time. You're making a good point that it, this isn't necessarily just one way. It's not cut and dry. This is an interesting story. There's literally though. no way yeah. of knowing. I mean, she, there, she did an interview with the Boston Globe, and in the interview said, originally, I admit, I wanted to name and shame them. Hmm. Now, I want to warn other people. This is a dangerous business. If something bad happens, you may never be able to get any answers. Dang. Oh, well, that's a pretty fair thing Now to I'm say. over on her side. Exactly. No, totally, man. <laughs> I am the most flip-flop. So I'm glad you had that thought about the yeah. court order, because I, I, I will say, I thought just from a legal standpoint, if you just look at getting angry letters, it's just like... No matter whether it was deserved or not, if you're angry at a bar, you're getting thrown out. Whether it was your fault that you're pissed off or not. That's kind of how I feel if about it. If you're in a bar, if, you get thrown out. But what if you write that bar letters? All right. No, I'm being I, serious. Because <laughs> like, one is a public safety thing. You can't just be angry in a bar and like possibly causing violence or something. But the other is complaining and being like, excuse me, you threw me. No, but my point is that... like. Whatever the reason she was sending angry letters, she was sending letters that contained things like, I'm going to send you my severed head. That's over uh, way over the line. I'm yeah. just saying, like, she was doing things that were objectively angry and scary for the person she was doing it to. Even if it was deserved, a court is going to be like, oh, my, okay, step one is yeah. this stops. Mm -hmm. That's all I mean by that. Yeah. Um, especially I, since, oh, so now there's this next detail. Well, what's... That, uh, sorry, I just thought of something that I think could be a good point. Okay. Uh, which is just, it seems sad that basically, like, the court looks at a case like that and it's just like, you know, who's harming who rather than, like, this woman maybe clearly needs some sort of, like, mental health help. Well, right, which is, you know? that's what, okay, so the other thing that's important to know is that, so that happened in 2002. 
unbeknownst to that entire group of people, in 2001, she went to another plastic surgeon in Indiana named Dr. Barry Epley, and she purposely went far away from home to find someone who wasn't associated or knew about this at all, I think, Hmm. but also someone who was far away enough from it that they would be like better. I think she did like research on someone who is a better plastic surgeon. Yeah. So like, and this, I say this partially to reinforce what you just said. We're like, there's some mental health issues at play here. First of all, just with threatening suicide, like suicidal thoughts alone is, Alarming. Mental health, but then related. threaten <laughs> it to other people is like you're, this is you dangerous know. and yeah, you're clearly manipulative. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So in 2001, she went to an Indiana surgeon named Dr. Barry Epley to get a facelift from him, and she literally told him her face is saggy. I want to fix that from an old surgery. And so he did the surgery, and she was, again, very happy with it, but within months was calling and emailing him almost every day. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And this time, she said that she had respiratory problems from the surgery. She, She said that she couldn't close her mouth all the way. She said that it had affected her neck muscles really badly. She couldn't swallow right, and she couldn't breathe right if she tilted her head back. That's what she said. And so... Dr. Epley was apparently, and this is really interesting because 2000, for the year following that surgery, he was very responsive to her, which means that she was going through this with him in 2002 while getting sued by Dr. Feldman. <laughs> and you can't find articles about both things. So, like, oh. those doctors never talked to each other. Oh, this is why it's been scrubbed so much. Yeah. Because it, of the court cases. There are two cases that have had it scrubbed. And those doctors probably at this point have talked, but at the time that people were writing about it publicly, they didn't know each other. They weren't aware of those two cases. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Guys, listen to this podcast and share it immediately before it gets scrubbed. (laughs) I mean, like when you named their names, I was like, um, well, wait, (laughs) like they're both like, Hey, you're talking about the case. We don't want you to talk about the case. I looked it up. Dr. Epley is still practicing. Um, and Man, when's he gonna get perfect? <laughs> nice, Doctor's dude. always practicing, never getting it right. Malpractice <laughs> makes malperfect. <laughs> the doctor's like, by the way, I am just practicing. <laughs> right before the surgery. Um, yeah, so for the days. year following, she was calling and emailing him a lot, and he was very responsive to it. Like, very, very responsive. He would call her in and do more and more and more tests. And um, and just kept saying to her um, that he doesn't think there's actually much wrong. This is normal. I think that's yeah. like what I gathered. He's like, you are X amount old. I You're can doing... only do so much. Yeah. <laughs> like... And uh, also, he like brought her in for other consulta- consultations with other doctors. And apparently, they would do tests on her. And she had very specific ways she wanted them to do the tests that fucked the tests up. Sadly, mm. this is two lines in an article that I read, and I couldn't find any more info on that, so I don't really know what that means. But apparently, she was being very nitpicky with these tests and very like aggravated, yeah, yeah. partially because she's been through this a lot, you know? Uh, or trying to fuck with them, you know what I mean? Or maybe trying to fuck with them. Keep the whole case open that she has legitimacy to Or honestly, or maybe just like a little, I don't know, perhaps not has some sort of mental health issue that she is not rooted in reality entirely. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Uh, 
either way, she started blogging about it during this period of time. And so after a year of her blogging about it and her talking to the doctor, oh, yeah, the doctor um, had her referred to a therapist, to a psycho- psychological therapist who diagnosed her as having body dysmorphic disorder. And um, well, <laughs> that sometimes I honestly mm-hmm. think that almost just goes hand in hand with plastic surgery. Sure. I yeah. think it's like it's odd because it's so culturally acceptable that it's like, man, I, I, I almost feel like a, a low level body dysmorphia is almost just like what the culture Everybody has. is giving you. But like, yeah, I mean, that's what plastic surgery is. is I don't like my body. I would sure. like to change it, which it's is fine. Definitely not crazy that they said she has body dysmorphic disorder, but it is crazy that she was like, "No, I don't," and no. stopped going to therapy. Well, <laughs> use it as a thing of being like, "So they're crazy," especially like what this case seems like. They're using it as no. A way what to I'm be saying like, is that geez. that Lucille literally was like, "I do not have that," and no, stopped going to the therapist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like, it's one of the tests, right? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Was one of the tests to see if she has like mental illness, basically? Like this is no, the it wasn't. No, no, no. They were something? literally or... sending her to a therapist to get therapy. I think that was okay. As far, yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Like I would think one of the tests for say this lawsuit would be like there's no lawsuit yet. Oh, okay. No, no, no. This is like during the process of the doctor trying to help her, and I'm mm. not. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the tests were him, like, trying to find out her problem. I don't know. Like, Hmm. it sounds like for the year following the Epley surgery that she was kind of freaking out, but they were working together on it. That's Hmm. what it sounded like. Hmm. And, and, uh, yeah, it sounds like he sent her to a therapist to help. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Again, I guess I am... The type of person to err on the doctor's side I'm learning about myself. So maybe that's a little unfair of me. But it does seem like, from what I read, the therapist was like, you have body dysmorphia. And she was like, no, I don't. Fuck you. And like, stop going to therapy. That's what it seemed like. Boy, it's Uh, like plastic surgery and therapy mm -hmm. seem so at odds. Right. Like plastic Mm -hmm. surgery is like you go into a doctor and you're like, I don't like um, the way my, you know, face looks. And he's like, I totally get you. Let's change this, this. Right. How about this also? You know, he's like throwing in the Jiffy Lube extra services. But if if you went to a therapist and you're like, I don't like my face, I don't like this, they'd be like, oh, but you're, you know, like. But accept yourself. Yeah, accept yourself. And you're so much better than that. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Let me refer you to a personality surgeon. Exactly. (laughs) Like, let's work on your personality for why you perceive yourself that way. Yeah. You know, and um, I don't know. That's just so weird that those two. You know, things have kind of polar opposites. And I tend to be more on the side of a therapist. But I will say that, like, I don't know, maybe, you know, if you're the right kind of plastic surgeon, you could get the right kind of therapist who okays and says what you want. And I don't know. Yeah, I feel very weird about plastic surgery for sure, man. I feel like I... I want everyone to do what they want, but I just want it to be a pure decision. For a good reason, yeah. Yeah, Like, if you definitely... Yeah, if you want to look that way, yeah, do it. I don't care. Of course, yeah. yeah. But if you like your obsession is like I'm never perfect. But I'm if never it's your, fi- I'm, ugly. I'm never fine. Yeah, exactly. I'm a monster. And My I'm spouse never... won't fuck me then unless I do this or whatever. And there's no surgeries that will fix that. Then there's a deeper problem. Totally. You know? So totally. Um, yeah. So this takes us to 
um, somewhere in 2002 where Epley stopped responding to her messages because of her, quote, bizarre and irrational behavior. She, 2002 to 2006, she continues posting and blogging about it a lot, just like she did with Dr. Feldman. And then in 2006, she gets her story into an HBO documentary called Plastic Disasters. Oh, shit. Yeah. Dude, they're, they're reading my mind. Yeah. <laughs> this is a show geared towards Hamptons across America. Doubt plastic surgery. In the HBO documentary, once again, she threatens suicide, and the oh. quote is, hopefully they'll listen after I'm dead. Jeez. So I will say to respond to her perspective again, and I'm trying to, like, I go back and forth between both. You know, she's now, like, years and years into not being listened to. She, yeah, yeah. So she's, like, really, really freaking out. And then in 2009, Dr. Epley notices that he's basically, he's, like, that he is losing one or two patients a month. Like, one, they'll just cancel. He's regularly losing patients. Hmm. So he sues, um, he sues, Lucille in federal court for defamation this time. So this is her second time getting sued for defamation. Federal court. Yeah. Um, okay. He also, because apparently like she has made, she is like, she's been doing it so much. I mean, she's right. been on a fucking HBO documentary yeah. saying his name. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, like she could do like prison time or something for like this right. kind of malicious, you know, behavior. It's also different than Dr. Feldman because we're in 2009 now. And so like Yelp is in full effect and there's like a lot of doctor review sites in 98. Like Dude, it's so great in 98. That wasn't really a concern, but in 2009 people are on the internet being like, where One star, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, this yeah. guy made me a monster. Here's yeah. photos or whatever. And it's like, totally. You know, it's up to mm -hmm. public scrutiny after that. Like, mm -hmm. even if you don't agree, you're like, well, I don't want to go to the guy who at least has that review. Yeah. So he sues her for that. He also, he was so nervous about it. He literally, he had his name trademarked so he could sue her for using his name on his site, on her sites. It kind of sounds like That's everyone's lame, pretty dude. extreme. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. whack. <laughs> I'm McDonald's. <laughs> I'm fucking McDonald's now. I don't know. It makes me want to get my own name trademarked. That's funny, dude. <laughs> I mean, it only costs like 700 dude, bucks. we're almost there. I swear to God. <laughs> the minute someone else makes a website that's like, I'm Dave Ross. Dude. I'm DaveRoss.com. I'm going to get my name trademarked and sue the other Dave Rosses. That fucking radio DJ in Seattle. Fuck him. <laughs> that guy on the Red Sox. I'm sick of that guy. There's a oh, cartoonist. Fuck oh, him, dude. Shit. You don't Google yourself. Come on, dude. You're but <laughs> no one on earth has Hampton Yuntas's name. <laughs> That's a name yeah. for insane people. <laughs> but we, we've uh, talked about that because when your album came out, like there was a little like, oh shit, it's under the wrong Dave Ross. Yeah, dude. And like you were like, oh, it's a. You're like, yeah, it's a common name, and I never even realized that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I'm going to be dealing with it forever. I'm always going to have to ask every institution every time to pay me for my records instead of the guy who makes fucking EDM about the beach. <laughs> 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 I was listening to it. I was like, dude, you nailed it. Your album is fantastic. <laughs> dude, Dave Ross doing comedy his way. <laughs> his style. Um, that was great. Okay, so she's getting sued in federal court. I don't know which 
federal court, I would imagine a lower level federal court, not the Supreme Court yet, otherwise they would have said it. Um, and Yacovelli, she, she like... Weird Al. Weird Al Yankovic was running out of money. And so she asked for help with money and with filing papers and preparing the legal documents and stuff yeah, from yeah. her friend Rich Bergeron. And so oh. Rich, this guy Rich Bergeron... This is one of my favorite Tom parts of this Bergeron's whole thing. Brother? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he not only did he help her with the paperwork, but against her constant urging, he made he like bought a bunch of URLs and made a bunch of angry websites against Dr. <laughs> Epley, the judge in the case, oh, and no. Dr. Epley's lawyer. Oh, he's crazy he, too. Yeah, he bought Dr. Epley'sucks.com. <laughs> <laughs> what? Dude, guns.beer. <laughs> That's not crazy. This is crazy. Yeah. Wait, what is it called? Dr. Epley is evil? Dr. Epley sucks.com. <laughs> sucks. Is he the funnier? The more it's clever more one. High school. One of the sites that she uh, made herself, and this was one of the reasons for the. So I think like she was the first one to make a defamatory website aside from her regular blog. So. One of her blogs is still up. It didn't get taken down. And it's called, it's still, you can find it. It's cosmeticsurgeryuglyside.blogspot.com. You can go there right now. DrEpleySucks.com has been taken down. <laughs> but her big site going straight at Epley was um, losingface.net. Whoa. Yeah, clever, right? That's a good name. It's good, but yeah. not for that. <laughs> Losingface.net. I Dude, know. she started black.com and it became, <laughs> I mean, like it was originally a, oh, I hate these two plastic surgeons, but you could upload videos and it, it organically became pornography. Became, yeah. Yeah, totally. It organically became interracial porn <laughs> um, <laughs> as it is wont to do. Uh, yeah. Apparently she, she did though, like ask rich to not do that to not ask, make <laughs> these sounds, sites he sounds crazy too yeah there's a quote from him there's a few from him where he said lucille asked me to help her with the case but she really was floored with was floored by the way i attacked epley his lawyers and the judge at times she seemed to enjoy my crusade though i remember her commenting that the judge looked better as a kangaroo than she did as a woman <laughs> oh my god like a kangaroo court yeah he must have made a cartoon where the judge was a kangaroo Nice. Uh, yeah, good one. <laughs> Scoped. Uh, she also got a real kick out of Epley's attorney wearing a dunce cap. This guy a sounds again, stupid. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> wow, scathing commentary. Put him with a dunce oh cap. Got God. him. <laughs> Fucking. It's like snipered. It's like Charlie Hebdo uh, <laughs> cartoons. Yeah. If you ever saw them, like there, people were like, "There's such brave like political commentary," and it's like a picture of Muhammad with like stink lines above him. Like, <laughs> yeah. got him. <laughs> yeah. This is what I think of Ew, Muhammad. Poo smell. <laughs> I thought that same thing when uh, Jim Carrey started making art, and yeah. I like him, and you know, I support him wa wanting to make art, but it is like he's a multimillionaire who has resources to like really incredible paints and the paintings he makes is like a cartoon of donald trump that's like you know gigantic painting with him like literally like he's got shit on his head 
wow, dude. The interviews are like super serious. It's like, so what made you get into like political commentary? (laughs) And he's like, you know, it's just the the final line has been crossed. And like, I, one person has to say something. Otherwise, no one says anything. And again, like cut to a a picture that's like, Donald Trump's got like tits or something. (laughs) I know, dude. Jesus. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he said that. He also said that outrageous methods, that's the quote, outrageous methods, um, they they needed to use outrageous methods to draw attention to the case. Um, Because his big thing, Rich Bergeron, was that it was an attack on the First Amendment because they were trying to, like, stop her from saying these things. Nice. Um, This is the ideology of terrorism. He also (laughs) said, quote, she felt like she needed to be an advocate for others. So Hmm. 2010 comes around, and Epley wins the case. Um, uh, he wins $40,000 in damages and court costs. Oh, um, just and, take it from her face. And an injunction against her. Like, yeah, permanently, she's, she's fucked, she can't speak to him or anything. She can't approach him, communicate with him at all. Money. Yeah. Right. Well, you know. 12 days before this, this injunction was issued, she committed, she took her own life. <sighs> I can't stop saying committed suicide. It does sound bad. Took her own life. I'm Just sorry say, to say let that. let the bodies hit the flow. She let her body hit the floor. She let 12 the, days she before let that, bo- that's, she let the bodies hit the floor. That's precisely <laughs> the time when she let her body hit the flow. <laughs> Uh, um yeah so i mean he like won the case you know (laughs) fuck it almost um it's crazy it's like yeah how did they not know that i guess you do have to end the case but god guys i feel like a little bit attacked (laughs) good fucking god she's dead and 12 days later they're like you win. You get forty grand from her dead, estate. Dead estate. God. Uh, they said all those mean things about you. Thank God they weren't true as you take her dead money. <laughs> and so after she took her life, Bergeron was interviewed and he said, uh, yeah, that like it had basically like all of it had taken such an extreme toll on her that she just almost couldn't function as a person. He said, yes. quote, just getting groceries to to her car was a struggle. And then here's the Shit. big thing. And like maybe the most telling part of this entire story, when she died, she asked, <laughs> I don't know in what capacity, I don't know if there was a suicide note or if she sent a letter or something, but she asked that a comprehensive autopsy be done on her head and neck to prove that her complaints were real. And the coroner did not do that. I would like an autopsy on my neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> please, please make sure. The coroner, of course, wouldn't follow no. you know, her demands or whatever. But that's... Um, I think that's, really, tell, that's the part yeah. that's like, okay, this is undeniably some untreated mental illness. You know what I mean? To be asking... She was like, check out the body to make sure they did. I'm going to kill myself, and you check out my neck. There's like not a mentally healthy thing (laughs) at all. That's what I'm saying. And also, yeah, Bergeron said- They just put a Band-Aid on her neck after. (laughs) (laughs) She's good. She's good. Bergeron said, quote, (laughs) 
This is a really interesting quote from him. In the end, all she really wanted was an apology. It sounds so simple and meaningless, but it means so much more than anyone realizes. And that's a direct quote from the creator of DrEppleySucks.com. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> it's like, buddy, is that what you guys wanted? It sounds like <laughs> you wanted them to reverse the surgeries. I mean, like, I feel bad because it's like I can't imagine the f- sensation, the feeling of like living in mm-hmm. your skin that you don't feel. You know, like of course. No, I have so like much empathy for her, man. Up. I, and I mean, it doesn't sound like she was really trying to scam anything out of them. She definitely had some sort of form of mental illness that was probably getting exacerbated by a lot of this. Yeah. And that's probably very true where he's like, really, if the doctors just cop to it, like, you're not crazy. We did fuck up. Right. You know, that would have given a lot. But the funny thing is, it's like, there's honestly no way they could probably fix these surgeries like right. once it's done it's only going to get so much better like right well the know? people the people that you talk to and see photos of that have gotten plastic surgeries over and over again like it never you never look entirely you never look you like look your old self you look a little shinier every time yeah <laughs> it's, it's a weird sensation. you're not getting to a place where you look like you're 22 you're trying to just look younger or whatever it is it's not like yeah. You're not going to get to looking 35 again. It sucks. Yeah. With yeah. plastic surgery, either they nail it or you're just kind of caught in a stas- status, st- <laughs> stasis, stasis where you're trying to like maintain the new look. Right. Just keep it at that level, even though you're not happy with it. It's like, right. you know, at least I can't make it worse. or And then it does. <laughs> right. Know? I don't know. Yeah. It seems like it, you keep trying to fix it, and that's when you get the shiny face. Yeah. <laughs> you got the, like, one too many trips, you know? Totally. Yeah, and, and yeah, I, I have so much empathy for her. I mean, also, to clarify, I mean, I'm sure everyone who listens to the show regularly knows, when we say mental illness, I, I've been thinking about this recently, how, like, maybe that needs clarification, because connotation-wise, a lot of people think of mental illness as, like, the, like, abnormal psychology side of it like you have to have some sort of defined Mm -hmm. psychological disorder whereas like clinical depression is a type of mental illness you know like generalized anxiety disorder is a type of mental illness like we all have most people have some version of this it seems you know what (laughs) i mean it really is like well the what is it the dsa or whatever like dsm yeah yeah it just keep oh it's totally i was totally off uh Mm. but yeah it just keeps growing and growing as like as we're really learning how it changes for sure (laughs) i think we're we're learning just like any form of personality is a form of mental illness right but to varying Mm. degrees of how much it hurts you but it's like something's shaping you to be the way you are. Like, right. you've got something, even if it's normal brain, you've got a case of the normal brains. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. And, uh... Wow. Well, uh, that's an amazing story. I mean, I have a lot of sympathy for the woman, and, uh... I, don't I have sympathy for everyone in the story. I really do. I, oh. I, I do. Because, <laughs> like, I do. It's just a situation... It seems like a situation where it seems like a... Everyone was a victim of society at that time being how it was because we were all of that happened in an era of us like not really being that literate when it came to mental illness and talking about it and like 
Also, mm. the internet's fairly new, and reviewing things on the internet is fairly new. And even now, we're dealing with like trying to figure out social media and how to navigate it. And so, this is just people that are just clashing in an era where they're able to publicly post anything and no one actually knows how to regulate that yeah. or when it's good <laughs> or when it's bad. Yeah, it seems like the mm-hmm. doctors are a little naive in this situation where they're like, silence her. Right. Like, you know, mm-hmm. this is like not understanding, you know, this Yelp thing that kind of came out of that time period is like, you know, you can't just write everybody who writes you a bad Yelp review and be like, I'm going to sue you into obscurity. Right. Or whatever. It's like, you know, because... And now if this story happened, I mean, like, I think the doctor would have more concern to be like, sue her. Yeah. You know, well, it sounds like the second doctor did. It really seemed like he tried. But then I do do want to express, I just don't know. I like, you know, I'll bet you that, I don't know, just like with any case, it's like a little of both, right? I'll bet you the surgery didn't entirely work. I'll bet you it didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I'll also bet you that she does have body, body dysmorphic dysmorphia. disorder. And had higher expectations. And had higher expectations. Um, and also that she's a person who reacts. Uh, she's like reactionary in how she deals with things. And probably also these doctors did try and were also fucking kind of assholes about it. <laughs> like- <laughs> the point is we don't know, folks. Maybe these plastic surgeons walked into her house in the middle of the night and started cutting up her face, unbeknownst <laughs> to her. You know, this woman's caught off guard. Yeah. Or maybe other scenario, maybe she burst into their offices <laughs> and started carving up her face <laughs> and just blaming oh, everybody. And Maybe DrEppleySucks.com <laughs> sold shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get that as a sponsor? That is DrEppleySucks.com. Oh, man. Maybe I'm a, it's I'm a, a member. subscription toothbrush service. DrEppleySucks.com. So it's just a picture of a kangaroo who looks like a judge. Oof. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it is interesting, though, that the, the really funny thing is, like, both of these doctors won their cases. So all this shit, even that Boston Globe interview, gone from the internet. Yeah. I don't even know this if you can amazing. find that HBO movie. I don't think you can. You, again, download this podcast, share it, uh, and save it to your computer because this will be scrubbed. <laughs> if they find out, I mean, honestly, if they went through this level of legal action to prevent anyone talking about their name negatively, yeah, I could, I could totally do that. You can rent the movie on Amazon. Okay. But so not <laughs> HBO. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> All right. Interesting. I well, blame Epley. Uh, for me that. too. Me too. I blame Epstein. I, I just. I, it's <laughs> well for the streaming. You know which streaming services I really blame Epley. Yeah, absolutely. Why is it not on Netflix, <laughs> Epley? <laughs> we want the truth. DrEpleySucks.com later became Netflix. <laughs> uh, Man, uh, that was fun. Yeah, Thanks, this dude. was a great episode. Uh, uh, thank we, you guys for listening. Uh, we have this shirt that's available for sale right now. Suicidebuddies.threadless.com. Yeah, check it out. It's awesome. Um, it also, looks so dope. We have a, uh, another Solo Buddies episode up on Patreon, and we actually do this time. <laughs> we missed the, <laughs> the one the last time we said it, but we do this week. And also, there's another bonus and solo up from earlier this month yeah it's about and, uh, uh, video games and stuff and that was a great uh app 
Yeah, that was uh, so much fun. Yeah, yeah, we like to put up uh, just fun uh, episodes. So if you like what you know the podcast is, go check out the Patreon. And if you want more, uh, and uh, check out tour dates uh, on HamptonYunt.com for. December 12th in Atlanta and December 13th, uh, 14th in Wilmington. And check out DaveToTheRoss.com to buy Dave's album. Oh, shit. Uh, still out. Damn. It, still out. Still out. Still fresh. Still fre- <laughs> fresh out the kitchen. Won't the be only out man, for long. The only Taking man it off Spotify in two days. <laughs> um, you yeah. got to find the right Dave Ross, though. That's the problem. Uh, thank you guys so much. You're the best. Glad you're alive. You're the best. Glad you're alive. Hey folks, thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. Dave and I want you to know that we don't really take this subject that lightly, even though we joke about depression and suicide and possibly even killing ourselves. Uh, It's all part of the beast, but you need to know that we don't take it lightly. And we respect that if you're actually currently dealing with insane depression right now, that we would prefer that you deal with it. And we would really appreciate it, especially if you would call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They're at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. And they're they're better equipped to deal with some of the more medical side of uh, depression and suicidal thoughts. And they are there. They're there to talk to you and help you deal with it. And we really want you to stay with us. And we're happy that you're with us. So thanks for listening. Podcast Network.